It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. And here comes the call. Challenge review. The play was offside, therefore there's no goal. Please reset the clock to 12:21. So no goal. Is exactly what we talked about this morning. Uh, it, it, and again, one wasn't by a defenseman. It was a four. You know, Mario was up on a play, uh, was in the offensive zone, and the four covering up for him didn't do the right thing. And, and uh, you know, and he got behind us. Uh, you know, when our forwards cover for a D, they got to act like a D. And we 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 talked about that this morning. But we talk about that every day, and it just didn't happen. And uh, you know, and that's what I mean. Poor execution, uh, both offensively and defensively. And I think you know, I think where we struggled a little bit as the game went on, I thought uh, you know we were uh, we got exposed a little bit. Up the uh, up the uh, up the middle and uh, with our with our center, you know, obviously missing Cooch is a big loss. So yeah, there was there were some holes there, guys playing up in lines and uh, you know different combinations, and uh, we even switched them around in the last ten minutes trying to find some spark, you know, to, to get us going other than the hurdle line. And uh, you know, as of right now, uh, the last few games, I think we've obviously relied on that line uh, a little too much. We're trying to find some uh, some scoring and some offense uh, underneath. All right, good morning, guys. One of the things that always stuns me is the way that momentum in the course of a game can really impact things from one period to the next or in a certain period when a play happens or when a play doesn't happen. And I look no further than Eric Carlson's overturned goal because the Sharks at that point, they had given up their 2-0 lead and Arizona had come storming back and they had taken the 3-2 lead. So you'd already see momentum shift massively from what the Sharks had done early in the game. Uh, They'd had some defensive miscues. They'd let guys get in behind. They were not playing anywhere near as sharp as they were in the first uh, part of the game. Uh, But you get that goal that makes it 3-3 at that point. It's Eric Carlson's second of the game. You really think to yourself, okay, they're going to fight. They're not going to be able to just, you know, roll over tonight and we're going to see a battle to the end. And then you hear that there's a challenge and you see the replay and you're like, ah, that's that's offside. This is going to get overturned for sure. And that's exactly what happened. And it is a game that goes from being 3-3 to 3-2. And then right thereafter, it's 4-2. The game's over at that point, And there's not much that you can do, right? Like, that's just, that's all she wrote. That was it. It was over and done with. The Sharks didn't have any pushback after that point. The Sharks didn't have any fight. And it's just frustrating to see a game like that happen because I know that there have only been a few other instances this year where the Sharks have not been able to hold on to a 2-0 lead. Uh, But to me, it's not about holding on to a multi-goal lead. It's just about games we've seen this year where they've gone up by a goal or they've had a lead and they have not been able to build upon it sufficiently or they've not been able to hold on to it. I know that multi-goal games are different or multi-goal leads are different. Those have not been as uh, consistent this year because, you know, you get a multi-goal lead, you're probably going to have a good and or better outcome. But this is just something we've seen this year from the Sharks. And you've seen the team have these 
consistencies, these hallmarks of what they are. And one of the things that they are is that they've not been able to hold on to every lead. And they've had far too many games where they have had a lead early on not turn into wins or not turn into a game where they control the dynamic or the control the momentum. Because this is a game where you do have the run early on. Like you you saw the Sharks, the better team. They're up 2 nothing. They were playing good hockey. And they were not able to maintain that over the course of 60 minutes. And there's only been a, a few games this year where the Sharks have played a good 60 minutes. And that's that's one of the more troubling things for me is that there have been moments of really good Sharks hockey. There have been stretches of good Sharks hockey over the course of games. But rarely have we seen complete games this year. Rarely have we seen games where the Sharks are able to execute from start to finish and dominate the opposition and really dictate the course of the entire game. And obviously, that's a result of the Sharks not having as much talent. I mean, last night, you didn't have Logan Couture out there, and he might not be back before the season is done, which is unfortunate. He's dealing with a lower body injury. But you still feel like you have enough talent out there to be able to make up for his loss in one game against the Coyotes, who are not world beaters. And I'm not saying that to take anything away from the Coyotes. You just think, okay, is this team beatable? And apparently, they weren't. And that to me is it's it's distressing, right? I mean, that's just that's just what it comes down to. You you hope and you think that maybe you can get a better performance against a team like the Arizona Coyotes because you feel you're in a relative same realm as them, but you weren't on this night. And I, I don't know if the Sharks are just mentally defeated or if they're just over and done with on the season or they're just tired from a rough year. I don't know what it was, but it felt like the other thing that bothered me was that the minute there was pushback you could kind of start to see things slipping away. And even though they did get that temporary goal that made it 3-3, before that there was writing on the wall that the team was not making the dedicated play that it needed to or was not making the smart plays that it needed to or just was not going to be able to do the things that they needed to do to get it done on this night. And that's, again, it's, it's hard to go out here and blame one thing or one guy or one moment because it's all the collective, right? It's not even just in this one game. I think the mental fatigue comes from the course of you've played, you know, 50 plus games this year. The results have not gone your way. And it's to be expected that guys are frustrated. The guys are not going to feel great about any given game where you're not able to, uh, you know, just immediately put it away. The Sharks had a good start to this game, but it just felt like there was not a lot of resistance to Arizona getting back into the game. It felt like Arizona was very determined. It felt like the Sharks were not equally determined from letting it happen. And I know that a big part of what Bob Bugner wanted to work on this year was team culture. And I think that one of the big focuses going forward has got to be working on response to adversity, especially in light of what we saw this year, because I think that far too many times the Sharks were a little bit weak in that regard. And there was a little bit of a softness that kind of crept into their game where you kind of felt it coming. And I think that last night when you go up to nothing, the way that they played after that, the way they played Arizona fighting to get themselves back into the game, you felt it coming, and you shouldn't feel it coming. You shouldn't have games where the Sharks take a 2-0 lead and you feel uncomfortable. And I was talking to some buddies last night, and they all had the same reaction where they said, you get up 2-0, you didn't feel good at that point, and you didn't like the way they played immediately after going up 2-0. And I, and I get it. I get it because you have not been particularly impressed with what you've seen this year. There's no reason to think that the Sharks are going to hold on to a lead, and I think that's crept into their head. And I listen, it was not Kojanash having his best night, but there were also moments where Kojanash was put in a bad situation. I know on the third goal, you get Kessel in behind. That's 
that's not going to go well in a lot of instances. And then there was another situation where Kane on the goal that made it 4-2. He lost his stick, and he didn't have the ability to defend the same way, and that was just unfortunate. There's part of me that thinks that Kojinash has to make those saves regardless. There's part of me that thinks that that's a ridiculous stance for me to take on that game because you would just... You have to put your goal in a position to succeed, and he wasn't particularly put in a position to succeed. And, like, I also think about it from my point of view, and that is that I am frustrated when I watch the Sharks right now. And, <laughs> guys, I don't know if you haven't noticed, I'm not out there on the ice. <laughs> I, you know, I, I am some flapping head watching the games and talking about it into a microphone. If it's frustrating for me, if this point of the year is bringing up reservations and hesitations, and there's a defeat in my mental game when watching the Sharks, imagine what the defeat is for the guys who are out there playing on the ice, who have had a really weird year where they didn't have a normal training camp, where they didn't have a normal preseason, where they started out on the road for you know more than the first fifth of the season. That's, that's difficult, okay? I'm not, I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just saying if I am frustrated at this point, I imagine that something similar is going on with the Sharks and their mentals right now. And that frustration, in my opinion, and maybe that inability to perform at the level that they think they're capable of playing, I think that's creeping more and more into their game on the ice, especially when the other team has some pushback. And I don't think it's 100%. I don't think these guys are mentally defeated. I don't think that they're mentally weak or anything like that. I just feel like the cumulative weight of the season plays against them in every single game. And the most important thing that an athlete can do is have a bad memory. You have to forget about the bad games. You have to forget about the bad performances. You have to forget about the previous games in which you were not able to hold on to a lead. And I feel like they're carrying that with them into every single game that they play, that the mistakes they make, you can feel a here we go again situation happening on the ice. And they've got to figure out how to, how to have a better or excuse me, a worse Memory there. However, they need to have a better response. It's got to come by way of not carrying the collective failures of earlier in seasons or earlier in games with them. They need to be more in the moment. And again, this I, I could be way off, but it does feel like they are carrying those previous failures with them onto the ice in individual periods and in individual plays where they do give up goals or where they do make mistakes. I don't know if that's a feeling of guys trying to do too much. I don't know if that's a feeling of guys getting out of position to try and save the day and play hero hockey, but it is something that you feel is real. At least I do. And that was the sense I got as soon as Arizona got their first goal. It was like the Sharks didn't know how to respond to that. It was like they didn't know how to have the necessary pushback in that situation. And we heard about Bob Bugner talking about this earlier in the year. He said he did not like the team's response to adversity and I think that's never gone away. I think that has been a distinct issue for the team all year long. Now, that could be a talent deficit. It's easy for me to sit here and say, well, they're not responding to adversity well. And they would maybe turn around and say, well, yeah, the other team is better in this instance. But I don't feel like Arizona is that much better than the Sharks. And I do feel like when you compare the relative talents, even without Logan Couture, that's a game the Sharks could win. But something is happening to this team when they take a lead. Something is coming very, very present or forward in their minds. It's impacting their play. It's like they're very much a front-running team. And when the Sharks are on top and when they're humming along, they're very, very dangerous and they're very, very good. But the minute that the opposition tries to impose their will upon them or takes away from the Sharks' ability to impose their will on the game, they just seem to have not enough pushback, not enough fortitude in those situations 
to respond. And it's not just that there's a bad play from Kojinasher. It's not just that it's one defenseman, you know, not being in the right place or letting a guy get in behind him because that happens over the course of a hockey game. It's the time period after that. It's the pushback that occurs after those bad plays. It's like you, you don't give up a bad play and stop. It's like that starts the bleeding and it's only going to get worse. And we've seen it so many times over the course of the year that I really do think that there's something happening mentally with this team and they've got to build it back up. You can't just suddenly go out to your team. And I know Bob Bugner had to do that and say, you know, the, the response to adversity needs to be better because for Bugner, his point of view is I have to stop the bleeding. I have to point this out. I have to make sure the guys are aware of what they're doing. And at that point, it may have been too late when he started seeing the, the response or the lack thereof, the lack of pushback, the lack of a response to adversity. But over the offseason and in the preseason and over the course of next year, which we're looking at, unfortunately, that's got to be a focus for Bob Bugner. He's got to talk to his guys and he's got to tell them, we need a better pushback. We need a better response when things go negatively. And beyond the immediate pushback from the Coyotes getting their way back into that game and turning a 2-0 deficit into a 3-2 lead, there was a response to Eric Carlson's goal being overturned where the Sharks felt like you could, you felt everything drop. You felt like the defeat of getting the goal overturned of the hard work they had done to fight their way back into that game. The response in that instant, it turned around and went from being a 3-3 game to a 3-2 game to being a 4-2 game. After that Carlson goal was overturned, you felt like the life was sucked out of those guys. And this, this can't happen next year if they're going to be a better team. And I think they are focused on being a better team. I, I've said this before far too many times, and I'll say it again, but Doug Wilson knows you have to turn this thing around rather quickly. The reset has to be a temporary thing because there's so much competition in the Bay Area. And I think that's why he's intent on doing a reset and not a quote-unquote rebuild, because I do think they are different. He is trying to build around the existing core that he has here in San Jose, and I think he has a good core to build around. Not like guys are getting any younger, uh, like a Brent Burns, but you still have talent that can produce, and I think that if you put a better support system around them, you'll get better play overall. But more than that, you need to put everyone in a better situation to succeed. And that means a quick turnaround is necessary or else you start to breed a sort of mentality where you feel that you're not good enough to win and where losses happen more easily. And uh, over the past two years, uh, in response to the last 15 years, I've watched this team see bad losses occur. Last night was a bad loss. There have been losses earlier this year that we would classify as bad losses. And you don't want that to creep into the room as an acceptable form of hockey or as an acceptable form of reality for the team. You've got to figure this out. And I think that part of that is the lack of a mental toughness in the moment. And I'm not, I'm not saying these guys aren't tough and I'm not saying that they don't have the mental capability, but there just feels that there is a tangible letdown in response to adversity. And that's why Bob Bugner called it out earlier in the year because he wanted to see a better response and in instances, there were temporary responses, but that's not lasted over the course of the year. You've seen time and time again where the guys have simply not been able to have enough of a pushback. But I always temper my takes like these by saying that's easy for me to say. I'm not in the dressing room. I'm not on the ice. I'm not out there playing with these guys. And even though the culture does seem better than it was a year ago, I think that overall there are still things to work on. 
And response to adversity has got to be up at the top of the list. And I would hope that going into next year, into training camp, into preseason games, and even before then, this is something that is talked about a great deal because I feel that it is, it's necessary. It's not always just the schematics. It's not always just the assignments. And it's not always just the tactics and the talent. Sometimes it is the fact that guys are not responding to the moment the right way. And you've got to figure out how you can get guys to respond to the moment and get guys to respond the way they need to in those big time moments. Because hockey is not, I mean, I know I talked earlier about playing a complete 60 minutes, but that doesn't mean that you win all 60 minutes. That means that when you are tested in critical situations over the course of those 60 minutes, that you step up with the right play. And you don't have to be perfect because you're not going to shut out the team every night. But if you have a 2 nothing lead, that means you can't let momentum swing away from you. That means that when there are breakaways or that means that when you need to not have a defensive miscue, you don't have that defensive miscue. That means that for the majority of the times you were tested, you need to come up with the right answer to those questions. You need to come up with the right response. You need to make the right play. You need to make sure that you don't have mental miscues. You need to make sure that you don't put yourself at a deficit. I mean, the goal that tied the game at two was a five-on-three situation for Arizona. That's a situation that's rarely going to end well. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to get into some reaction from Bob Bugner on the other side. You're on Morning Tide. Coors Light wants to help you catch a Sharks game from the best seats in the house. Just share a photo of your Sharks at-home game setup to sjsharks.com slash home ice for a chance to win Coors Light Silver Seats tickets, Sharks gear, and more. Winners will be chosen weekly. So post a pic showing how you watch the Sharks to sjsharks.com slash home ice today. 2021 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Must be 21 or older. Celebrate responsibly. Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Yeah, I think guys are getting opportunities. We're getting to look at them, um, you know, and and, and seeing uh, um, how they've developed, and, and we get to look at them at this level. And I think, yeah, it's uh, um, making a, you know, evaluations on players and, and looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, who fits in in the plan for next year and, and uh, you know, and decisions to be made. So I've, you know, from a coaching perspective, I want to, you know, get guys uh, to play hard all the way to the end. And uh, although we started well tonight, didn't finish the way I wanted, but, uh, you know, back at it tomorrow. And, you know, yeah, it would be nice to, to – to put a couple wins in the wing column right now, but there's a lot of other things that I'm looking for as well. And, uh, um, you know, and uh, unfortunate that uh, we didn't get the two points tonight, but, uh, you know, we're going to battle tomorrow. We're going to come back just like we always have here and, uh, uh, and, and try and find a way and, and make a lineup that we think we can win with. Welcome back. That is Sharks head coach Bob Bugner being asked about what the goal is over the last few games here in terms of evaluation, in terms of what he's trying to work on. And I think that in terms of giving guys opportunities, we are given a unique opportunity that we haven't seen before or really that we have not been able to see much of over the last generation because the Sharks were always battling for positioning at this point. And now you get to give these younger guys more of an opportunity. And we're going to see Melnichuk tonight. And I'm excited for that uh, just because you want to give these guys more of an opportunity. What we saw him for like 10 minutes earlier in the year against L.A. on a night where Jones got pulled. I am excited to see what he can bring. I'm excited to see what he might be able to do at the NHL level 
This is what Bob Bugner had to say yesterday morning. Yeah, I talked to Roy, uh, uh, Roy yesterday, um, and you know he said he said he's a fighter, he's a battler, and uh, um, you know he's had some uh, uh, good games and not so good games. But uh, you know, as a guy who comes to work hard every day, and uh, um, you know this is an opportunity for him tomorrow night to to get his first start and to uh, you know the, he's gone through a lot starting in the KHL and then coming over and uh, being on the taxi squad for a while and then going down to the American League. So uh, it's nice to see him get a start. And uh, again, I don't think we're going to be making any decisions on his uh, on on his uh, year or his career by one game. But uh, um, it's important that he sees some action just, uh, you know, just like we did with Joseph, who put some time in and earned his earned his call up. Now, the question being posed there was the fact that Melnichuk did not have great numbers at the AHL level this year. But you got to get the guy the opportunity and the experience if it's there to be had. And like Bugner alluded to, you are not going to try and evaluate one player's entire career outcome off of one game but why not give him the chance i mean do you guys want to see martin jones again in the sense that you know what you're going to get from him i don't think you do because it's a known entity we have seen martin jones more than enough to know what he can bring in sometimes he is great sometimes he is not great and i think the lack of consistency with his game is a huge part of why the sharks are trying to evaluate these goalies they need to see what they can bring you know, I don't know what the future holds for Martin Jones with the Sharks, but I do know he's got a contract that the team is always going to be looked to maximize because that's what you do. You you sign a guy based on what you had seen. And when they signed the contract with Jones, he looked like he was going to be the guy. It's obviously not gone that way. That's how it happens in sports sometimes. But Martin Jones, whether he needs to be pushed, whether he needs to be a backup, whether he needs to be a 50-50 sharing type situation, you got to figure out how you can put the best pairing with him. And if there's a goalie in your system already that you don't have to go out and sign, that you don't have to go out and put more money into, then that probably helps your team because there's already been money invested in Martin Jones and you're not getting the desired outcome there. So with Melnichuk, even if he has not looked amazing at the AHL level, see what happens. You literally have nothing to lose at this point. There is nothing you're holding on to. There is nothing that's going to really be decided right now other than draft positioning. In terms of other thing the team needs to work on right now or individuals that need to work on things, Timo Meyer is a player who I feel needs to have a strong finish because he needs to figure things out. The lack of consistency has had a major impact on his game, which has had, in my opinion, a major impact on the Sharks. When Timo Meyer is playing his best hockey, the Sharks are a much better team. So it's no surprise that his inconsistency has been mirrored by the team and vice versa. He was asked about that before yesterday's game. Yeah, we got three games left. So obviously you want to finish on a, on a good note and, um, you know, even, yeah, maybe, maybe finish the season with a good feeling, even though, uh, you know, we can, we can all agree it was, uh, it wasn't a great season uh, as a team. We missed the playoffs individually. Obviously, not not happy at all. So it's uh, yeah, you want to you want to play well. You want to take uh, that game tonight, and you want to go out and, and show what you can do. And and we still want to win those games. And I think that's that's important. Uh, you know, we already work on on our game and, and get better. Yeah, it's it's a tough year. Uh, there's no excuses. Obviously, there's stuff going on in the world and and, and all that. And we've had a tough schedule. Uh, there's so many things, but there's no excuse. Uh, you know, I I know I have to be better. Uh, I'm probably the the person that knows that the best, uh, I expect myself to be way better. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a motivation to, to work on yourself and, and, and improve. So yeah, take it as, as that. And boy, they need him to improve or at least find consistency in his game because the Timo Meyer I saw 
particularly in the 2018-2019 season. I think everybody looked at him and said, this is one of the future power forwards in this league that's going to dominate. It's going to do so many good things and do so much for the team. And then he didn't show up early at the start of the 2019-2020 season, had inconsistency in his game. And we saw that again happen in this year, the early going of the season. He did not really have much in his game, did not have much you know, ability to find the back of the net. And that didn't change. We didn't see a better Timo Meyer. I like the fact that he scored the second goal last night and put them up two to nothing. But every time Timo scores, there's almost this thought where I have, well, where's that been? You know, because he's a guy who's capable of scoring so much more. Timo Meyer has the ability to just change the dynamic on the ice. I mean, that's what I find so startling. Everything can change when he plays better. And that's got to be hammered into his head how much of he means to the Sharks' future as well as the present. If he comes back and has a better year in 2021-2022, Sharks are immediately a better team. It's one more scoring threat. It's one more problem for the opposition to work on. When the Sharks were at their best, they had goals coming from everywhere. They had many guys contributing across three lines, oftentimes four lines. Unfortunately, this year, it's been one line that has been good with other lines stepping up to the plate at certain times to momentarily improve their game, but there hasn't been consistency. That's why Bob Bugner's been shuffling things so much, and obviously injury plays a role in that, but you're trying to find something that works. You're trying to find combinations. You're trying to find, you know, that overall game. You know, the original plan was Meyer and Hurdle and Kane all on the same line to get a big, heavy line out there of power forwards to make things happen. That didn't work out. One of the main reasons it didn't work out was due to the slow start of Timo Meyer and then Tomas Hurdle. You know, he was obviously dealing with some knee, um, not fatigue, but just he was refining his game and Timo Meyer wasn't helping. But earlier in the year, it was that Kane LeBanc Couture line. They were getting it done, and Kane has consistently gotten it done over the course of the year, but that line was really kind of shaken up once Couture got banged up and he was not the same guy, and the line did not have the same production overall, even though Evander Kane was still making plays and making things happen. And then you saw more of that second line, and whoever Tomas Hurdle's been paired with is kind of having more success. But you saw Timo Meyer dropped off that line. You've seen different guys. Uh, paired on that second line, whether it's Leonard, whether it's Balsers, whether it's Barabanov, or you know the way things have changed. I guess the point is you have not seen contributions across the board happening at the same time. There's been one line that's hot and everybody else that hasn't been. And for next year, you need to make sure you have multiple lines that are capable of getting it done. And I know that I am, again, not reinventing the wheel with that statement, but you will have a better chance of that happening with your existing talent if Timo Meyer makes good on his promise and his ability and his potential. And that brings us to what we're seeing right now on the ice, where a lot of younger players with less experience are getting opportunities. Here's head coach Bob Bugner after the game last night talking about what he has seen from the younger guys. Well, I think at times it's, uh, um, you know, as these young guys are playing this heavy schedule, you know, I think at times, uh, um, yes, uh, some have, and I think at times some haven't. And that's what you're going to see, I think, uh, with a lot of these guys that are a little bit in and out and, and, you know, they're still learning the ropes and how to come every night and prepare and be consistent at the, at the NHL level. So there's, uh, um, you, you know, I liked uh, uh, Chemileski's game last game of, you know, we had to make room for someone else, but I could see him going back in tomorrow, get some fresh legs in there. I've had, obviously, Rudy, I put in that category as a young guy. I think that, uh, you know, tonight it was just okay. Gregor's been good in and out and, and good at times. Just We're just looking for some more consistency from all those guys. 
And that consistency is only going to come with experience, right? They've got to get used to the NHL level. They've got to get used to the NHL speed. They've got to get used to what the NHL game actually is. Chakovich spoke with the media after the game last night. He talked about getting his first point and just the differences between the AHL and the NHL level. I guess it's way cooler, you guys. The guys way faster. So, you know, I, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't uh, ready in the first game. I mean, I didn't expect that guys going to be so fast. And, uh, you know, in a second, it's, it was way better. I mean, this is the experience that you're hearing these guys talk about in real time. Jakovich, you know, he had a little bit experience earlier. It didn't go great. But now in his second game, he was a little bit better. And you would hope that these guys that are getting opportunities are going to be a little bit better and a little bit better. And it doesn't have to be a superstar overnight. You just need guys to show progress because if they show progress, you can build upon that progress. If guys come in and they don't have a good showing, well, then, you know, obviously you don't want to evaluate them over one game, but you have to evaluate them over a number of games and see what type of player are they turning into. Is there different ways we can utilize their strengths? If you can, go for it. If you're not able to, then you've got to figure something out. A player that I look at specifically is John Leonard, and I hope he's all right because the way he went into the boards last night and stayed down on the ice, it's always a scary moment. You hope that he's all right. I know that we didn't have an update for him after the game last night, but hopefully the outcome there is positive and not negative. But we look at his game, and he has not been great this year by any means. However, he has made progress and he has shown flashes of ability, especially with his speed. This is his first year. You are not expecting him to be a complete player. You are not expecting him to be a game changer. You are not expecting him to be a star. What I am expecting is to see positive growth over the course of the year. And I think that Leonard's legs are a little bit tired, but I've liked the steps he's taken in a positive direction in showing progress and showing that he's been able to improve his game. I think he's tired. I think that's definitely been a factor in why he hasn't looked as flashy as he was earlier in the year, but he's very good friends with Mario Ferraro. Mario Ferraro really doubled down on his physical fitness after year one. He's had great legs this year, and obviously everyone's genetics are different, but hopefully Ferraro can instill in his friend, his college roommate, what he needs to do to become that much better because I know they work together in the offseason, and hopefully that's a trend that continues because you want to see guys to continue to improve. You want to see them make good on their potential. It's for the young guys. It's for the emerging guys. It's for the veterans. Everyone needs to be better. And that starts with tonight's game. You got to have a bounce back. All right, that wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide. I will talk to you all Sunday morning. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey, signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network. Now here comes After the call. The coach's challenge review, the play was offside, therefore there's no goal. Ugh.